What if I could share with you the worst day of my professional life? Without fear of judgment or ridicule and without loss of respect. Could we learn together from my experience? Case Matters, a podcast series created expressly for Australian dental practitioners, intends to do just that, to create a shared experience where all points of view are explored to help empower safer practice. Hello, my name's Dr. Annalene Weston, Dental Legal Consultant at Dental Protection, and I'm going to guide you through today's case entitled, I Look Like a Horse. The title quickly tells you about the patient's point of view here. By way of some background, the disconnect between the outcome a patient was hoping for and the outcome they receive often leads to complaints as broadly, the further away from their desired outcome a patient gets, the more likely it is that they will complain. Many parties became involved in this specific matter and everyone had an opinion, but which view was correct? All of them or just some of them? And is there such a thing as the right point of view in this at all? Or could it perhaps be that everyone's a little bit right and a little bit wrong? We'll hear from the people involved and also look at the final outcome to see what lessons can be learned. I'd like to hand over to our patient, Miss Winter, because I feel it's important we understand her perspective before we move on. Miss Winter, why have you come in to see Dr. Brown today? Well, it's time for me to get something done about my teeth. I hate the way they look. I feel like I've been on quite a journey over the last few years and I've had a bit of work done here and there, but I've been a bit lost about how to fix my teeth really. I've tried whitening, which I did as a sponsorship deal through my Instagram profile and I got some aligners off the internet too, but it hasn't gotten them to look the way I wanted them. I had braces as a child and my teeth have gone crooked as an adult. They took some teeth out when I had braces and I think that is why my smile is too narrow at the top. I've had some lip fillers done to try and improve my profile, but I want my teeth to be further forwards as I hate the way they look from the side, really flat from below my nose to my chin. I'm really happy with my eyes and cheeks now and I just want my teeth to be the same. I follow some of the girls from the Batchy and Maths on Instagram and they have had porcelain veneers done. It has fixed the shape and size of their teeth and the colour and with the fillers their smiles are really wide. That's what I'm hoping for. The only thing is, it is so much money, but I've been saving up and the practice I've picked offers a payment plan for the rest. And the dentist, Dr. Bright Smile Brown, has loads of images on Instagram of the people he has fixed, even one of the girls from maths, which gives me heaps of confidence he'll get it right as she looks amazing. It's time to invest in myself and my brand and to look like the person I know I am inside. I'm really excited and nervous too, but I know this is going to make me look amazing. A bright smile can really open doors for people in my industry. Thank you for sharing that with us. As dental practitioners, we all know the importance of having a great smile and the impact it can have on our confidence. Miss Winter had done a lot of research regarding porcelain veneers and had chosen Dr. Brown based on his location, the information on his webpage and the great outcomes he'd shared on his social media platforms, including for some well-recognized clientele. She completed the new patient form and attended as the last patient on a Friday morning. Dr. Brown, are Miss Winter's requests unusual from the patients at your practice? No, not at all. Patients like Miss Winter make up a large part of my treatment base. Many patients had unsatisfactory orthodontics as teens or have suffered with relapse. They are quite easy to fix. 
Once we have got the teeth where we want them to be in the arch, we can then move forwards and refine other things like the size, shape and colour. And of course, often porcelain veneers are a good solution for this. I have been in the game a long time and I have completed a great deal of additional training to ensure that I am well equipped to address all of my patients' aesthetic and cosmetic needs. It's really important to me that we get this right and I pride myself on the quality of my work. Miss Winter attended and talked through her hopes with Dr Brown. He undertook a comprehensive examination and scanned her teeth. The practice has a CBCT machine on site and so appropriate imaging was undertaken. Uh, Dr Brown, what did you find? As suspected, this is a very standard case. Miss Winter has good foundations to build on with no underlying periodontal disease or decay. She also has a good occlusion, I suspect from the earlier orthodontic treatment, as I doubt the off-the-shelf aligner system has had much impact. So we can go straight to the fixed restorations without needing pre-treatment orthodontics. The real issues she has are her facial proportions, which are less than ideal. She's tried to mask this with fillers, but this has only served to emphasise that her teeth are too small and square. Longer teeth with the correct golden proportions will do a lot for Miss Winter, for her lip support and her profile, and the white shade she wants will really lift her smile. We took some photographs and I did a digital smile design to show her the planned teeth and the results that others had had. She seemed very enthusiastic to proceed. It is great to work with such motivated patients. Dr Brown explained his findings to Miss Winter and a treatment plan for 10 porcelain veneers was created. Dr Brown passed Miss Winter to his treatment coordinator, Kelsey, and then went off on a well-deserved week of annual leave. Kelsey is very experienced at talking through complex cases. However, I sense she had some difficulties with Miss Winter. Is that correct, Kelsey? I don't think Miss Winter listened to me at all. I tried to talk through the risks of mornings and alternatives, but she kept saying she had done her research and understood and that Dr Brown had said. All she wanted was the payment plan documentation. She couldn't sign the documents quick enough. But then she didn't sign some of the documentation I provided to her as she was too busy pushing for the first available appointment. There was a slot on Dr Brown's first day back, but I wanted to schedule her a bit later on to give her a chance to think about it because it's expensive treatment and once we cut into those teeth, there is no going back. I tried to explain this, but she leaned right over the counter and saw there was a cancellation and jumped into that and then left without taking the documentation I had prepared for her. I think Dr Brown's going to have trouble with that one. Perhaps, Kelsey, perhaps. It's interesting to hear the way that Miss Winter made Kelsey feel. Is it possibly a personality clash or has Kelsey, like so many people used to working with people, got an inbuilt and intuitive sixth sense? I'd be interested to know how Miss Winter felt about it all. This is it. I'm finally getting what I want. A nice broad smile across the top. I'm a bit cross that the treatment coordinator didn't want to put me straight in. She said she wanted me to go away and think about it. No thanks. I've had plenty of time to lament on this face. Now is my time to get it fixed. I loved those teeth Dr. Brown showed me on the third model's images. She had similar colouring to me. Mine didn't look quite the same from my photos when he superimposed the veneers, but I expect that is because the teeth aren't supporting my smile yet and making it wider. 
Once the teeth are in place, I'll be as beautiful as that girl. No more ugly duckling for me. Next week can't come soon enough. Does anyone else feel a disconnect here? Miss Winter is talking in terms of a broad smile and how it will change her appearance. But Dr. Brown seemed to be of the view that the proportions of her teeth were the issue at hand. Essentially, he's talking in terms of lengthening her teeth to mask her imbalanced facial proportions, but I'm not sure that Miss Winter understands this. But we can't tell him, as we are but onlookers in this story. Let's see how the appointment went. I was a bit surprised to see Miss Winter in so soon, but she tells me that Kelsey found her the spot, and I do trust Kelsey's instinct for these matters. She said she had chatted to Kelsey and had paid her deposit as she was keen to start. And when I asked if she had any questions or wanted to make any changes to the smile design, she said no. So we moved forwards with the preps and temporaries as planned. I sent the scanned images to my technician. I've been working with him for years and he really is a magician at what he does. I think this is going to be a really nice outcome and such a pretty girl. I wonder if she would be happy for me to use her images on the webpage. Well, pleasingly, it all seems to be going well. I wonder if Miss Winter feels the same. I hate these temporary things. They feel rough and they are ugly and I'm lisping, which is awful, and they look nothing like I wanted. They keep catching on my lip and it hasn't given me a big smile like I wanted. Just big teeth. But he did say the final result would be nicer, so I just have to keep my fingers crossed. He also said to let him know if I wanted to make any changes now, before the final ones were made. But I don't. I want those teeth on the picture he showed me. These temporary things are just a stepping stone. Regretfully, Miss Winter did not speak up and subsequently the disconnect between what she thought she was getting and what she actually got was not uncovered. Even at the cementation appointment, Miss Winter, dazzled by the whiteness of the veneers, agreed to have them placed without really understanding how they fitted into her face and her smile. And then she experienced crashing disappointment as she looked in the mirror and did not look like the model in picture number three. I literally couldn't breathe. I look like a horse. They are just so ugly and so not me. The teeth are really long and they rest on my bottom lip when I smile. Not that I think I'll ever be able to smile again. I need to get out of here. I'm going to be sick or have a panic attack at the very least. And I don't want these people seeing that. I've got to get out of here now. Miss Winter feigned a reason to leave, and as there's a payment plan in place, did not stop at reception. I wonder if Dr Brown found her behaviour to be odd. What was all that about? I proceeded to cementation of the planned veneers, exactly the same as the plan she had signed off on and the temporary she had been wearing, and with her full consent. Let me ping Kelsey to get Miss Winter to pause at reception, and then I can go out and get her to sit down and have a chat with me. That's rattled me a bit, to be honest. I was chatting away to her, degloving and washing my hands, ready to get the camera to take the post-op pictures. And then when I turned back to her, she was really teary and said that she had to go. It also means that I don't have her post-op images, which is less than ideal. I do hope she's all right. Maybe she's had some really bad news today or something. I'll get Kelsey on board now. But Miss Winter is long gone. Dr Brown continued through his day with a sense of unease. He knew something was off, but he couldn't put his finger on quite what. He asked Kelsey to contact Miss Winter to schedule a review, but Miss Winter did not pick up. 
Kelsey left messages for two weeks and then admitted defeat. That is so strange. I feel wrong about this. I just don't know why. The veneers turned out perfect, exactly as we had planned and that she had consented to. Kelsey received the notice the agreed payments had stopped, leaving Miss Winter with a significant outstanding account. She took this to Dr Brown. I feel really conflicted. On the one hand, I know something is wrong, and I want to talk to Miss Winter and get it fixed. On the other hand, the deposit she has made has not even covered my lab bills yet. I stand by the work I did, and I had her full consent to proceed. It's not right for people to just decide not to pay without communicating. I instructed Kelsey to continue to try to contact Miss Winter by phone, email, and then a letter, and then if no response, to proceed to debt collection. How do you feel about that? Do you agree with Dr Brown? Do you believe Miss Winter is profoundly unfair here by leaving this outstanding debt with no communication, or... Is Miss Winter actually communicating loud and clear here and Dr. Brown isn't listening? What would you or could you have done differently? Should Dr. Brown try to contact the patient himself rather than leaving it to Kelsey? And what do you think is going to happen next? Miss Winter did not respond to the attempted contacts nor the debt collection notices and ultimately Dr. Brown was faced with a difficult decision of whether to pursue Miss Winter through the small claims court. The decision was, however, taken out of his hands when he received a solicitor's request for records. What on earth? Fine. I'll send them, because dental protections say I have no choice. It's the law. But I don't know what they think they are going to find. I'm just annoyed that I don't have those post-op images so that I can demonstrate what an excellent outcome we had. Next, Dr. Brown received a statement of claim, which is essentially a notice that you are being sued. Each state and territory in Australia is bound by different legislation, and so the process we're describing today is a broad brush explanation of how the process works. The statement of claim set out many perceived breaches by Dr. Brown. The crux of the matter, however, is that he provided unsatisfactory treatment to Miss Winter without her consent and that the costs of remediation were approximately three times the cost of his agreed treatment plan. Further, that his poor treatment had had a significant impact on Miss Winter's mental health, causing her to be frightened to leave the house, too frightened to eat, to speak and to smile. She's now profoundly depressed and is out of work. Many of you may feel astounded by this turn of events or perhaps even a little cynical about Miss Winter's condition. Some of you may just feel plain angry on the behalf of Dr. Brown. I suggest we speak to Miss Winter's lawyer to ask their perspective on this. Thank you, Annalee. I know what many medical professionals think about personal injury lawyers, and that is that they have a low opinion of us. However, many of us do this type of work as we want to help those that have been harmed get restitution. And there is no doubt that Miss Winter has been harmed. Don't look so surprised. We have a Previously happy, healthy young woman, now unable to leave her home. She's in pain with that front tooth and cannot talk properly as she's lisping and her teeth keep hitting her lips when she talks. Before seeing me, Miss Winter saw no fewer than three other dentists. Two refused to see her to offer a second opinion, but the third assessed her teeth and found bonding failure on two or more of the veneers. This has caused her pain due to something called pulpitis. 
It's our understanding from our expert reports that pulpitis may be irreversible, so can lead to the need for root canal treatment. So that needs to be considered in Miss Winter's financial claim against Dr. Brown. Then all of the veneers need to come off and be redone. Plus, they'll need replacing several times in her life. Miss Winter did not understand that this may be the case, and nor was she provided with the patient file that contained the risks and warnings. I know that she has not initialed the treatment coordinator sheet to indicate that a conversation about risks and warnings took place. Plus, there's nothing in Dr. Brown's records that reflect that he had a conversation with her. His records of the consultation are very brief, and consequently, we believe that we would have no trouble proving in a court of law that Dr. Brown is negligent on the basis that he provided treatment to Miss Winter without consent. Naturally, we'll be seeking a refund of fees paid and also full costs of remedial treatment and replacement of restorations for the entirety of Miss Winter's life. Another consideration that must be met is Miss Winter's psychiatric claim, and we have had her assessed by, by a psychiatrist who has written a report stating that she has suffered mentally as a direct result of Dr. Brown's treatment. She's also lost her job, and we're unsure if and when she will work again, and critically whether this will be in the same industry she was in before, which was as a model and a social media influencer. This type of work is incredibly lucrative, and so if she's unable to work in this field, the gap between what she could have earned and what she will learn as a consequence of this lost opportunity must be factored into her legal claim. We're confident that we've built a strong claim against Dr. Brown, and our client is entitled to a large sum of compensation to settle her claim in negligence. This all sounds very serious. To take a step back, let us consider what happens from the practitioner's perspective when a statement of claim has been received. I'll hand over to my fellow dental legal consultant, Mike Rutherford, to walk you through this. We recommend that all dental practitioners contact us when they receive a solicitor's request for records so that we can review the records with you before they are sent to the solicitor. This is to ascertain whether you are the practitioner of interest and try to assess what, if any, your vulnerabilities may be. It is important to keep in your mind that surprisingly, very few solicitors' requests for records result in a legal claim. In this instance, review of the matter did reveal that Dr. Brown had some vulnerability. This was largely due to the fact that his record keeping regarding the conversations he had with Miss Winter was very scant. While Miss Winter had also gone through the treatment plan with the treatment coordinator, she had not signed the documentation designed to acknowledge this process, and nor had she taken her bundle of information with her. Consequently, there was nothing contained within this administrative protocol that we could use to verify that Miss Winter had been talked through the procedure or that she truly understood the nature, purpose and type of her treatment and, importantly, her expected outcome. So we had the records and the records alone to build a defence case. The treatment provided was appropriately planned and Miss Winter was adequately assessed regarding the additional diagnostic information taken. But nowhere can Dr Brown verify that he had valid consent. Regretfully, while the records are highly detailed regarding the case analysis, many simple things such as Miss Winter's concerns, which had prompted her to seek treatment, are not captured anywhere. 
There is no documentation of his discussion with Miss Winter about what she wanted or why she was drawn to picture number three. There is no documentation regarding the risks and warnings of treatment, about the facts that veneers can fail, the teeth can die, and that the treatment is not for life but will require replacement. Having spoken to Dr Brown, he is confident that he had all of these discussions with Miss Winter and that she knew all of the risks before proceeding. He just cannot prove it through his records. If we can't evidence these discussions, we cannot maintain they occurred. His records have very much let him down here. Unfortunately, this is the crux of any defence that we can mount from Dr Brown. There is no criticism implied of the standard of Dr Brown's clinical treatment. But unfortunately, when things go wrong, in many important ways, this is not the issue at hand. It is also worth noting that the lack of an adequate therapeutic relationship and requisite rapport between Miss Winter and Dr Brown prior to the treatment has compounded the disconnect after the treatment where Miss Winter felt disillusioned by her outcome and ashamed of her appearance, but still did not feel so that she could speak to Dr Brown about it. Initially, Miss Winter would have been happy to consider a refund and retreatment as she had not wanted to drag the whole matter out. Receipt of the debt collector notice quickly prompted Miss Winter to change this view and take legal action instead. Thank you, Mike. But what about all the other things, the loss of earnings and the mental health issues Miss Winter is now suffering from? How could Dr Brown have protected himself from this? Surely this cannot be attributed to his veneers. Regretfully, Annalyn, yes it can. As Dr Brown cannot evidence that he proceeded with valid consent in place. Therefore, he could well be deemed to be negligent in a, under Australian law. It is common for the general damages in a legal claim to be far-reaching and include loss of income and also consider other aspects of a patient's health. Once the vulnerability assessment had taken place, we instructed a lawyer to assist Dr Brown. We also sought our own expert reports and regretfully, despite the high quality of Dr Brown's care, the absence of evidence or valid consent could not be circumvented. This was compounded by the cementation issues of two of the veneers, which served to undermine the quality of the treatment provided and introduced the spectre of inadequate care into the claim. Ultimately, as we could not defend the matter in court due to the deficiencies in the record keeping, we attended a pre-court mediation with Miss Winter's lawyers and reached a settlement amount of six figures. This sounds like a disappointing outcome. Is Dr Brown okay? He is shaken but has learned a great deal from this case regarding how to document his consultations. He was assisted by us and our lawyers throughout this matter and we also facilitated access to our confidential counselling service to support his mental and emotional well-being and providing him with links to targeted CPD from our e-learning platform to assist him when making records in the future. Now let's hear from Dr Brown. This has been a horrific and humbling experience. I never thought this would happen to me and I've had the shock of my life. I'm really disappointed in myself for stuffing up something seemingly as simple 
as an administrative process. I thought I had all my bases covered using Kelsey, but that isn't the case. It won't happen again. I was grateful that I got to apologise to Miss Winter through the mediation process, as it was really upsetting to hear how impacted she had been by my care. I just didn't know that we were talking about different things. I dived in and saw how to fix her smile, but I don't think I really listened to her and her point of view. And things just snowballed from there. Thank you for sharing your story, Dr. Brown, and thank you all for joining us today. And I hope you enjoyed listening to this edition of Case Matters. The cases discussed in Case Matters are presented as an educational tool to dental protection members and to act as a risk management tool. They're based on issues arising in dental protection cases in Australia, and some facts have been altered to preserve confidentiality. If you like dental protection podcasts and you'd like to hear more, please subscribe and leave a review.